Rebel Yell podcast on the Trib Live High School Sports Network. Getting ready for the start of the 2024 WPIAL Boys Basketball Playoffs. Our big preview show begins right now as we welcome in um, the man, the myth, the legend. He is the, the lead scholastic writer uh, at Trib Live. Um, and as we like to refer to it, HSSN, uh, Chris Harlan, kind enough to join us to look ahead to, uh, especially the early doings, the early goings on, uh, around the WPIO basketball playoffs. Thank you for joining us, Christopher. Yeah, this is a fun week. This one leading up to the playoffs. We wrapped up regular season, now transition to the playoffs. It's a fun week as you look ahead to these brackets. And we get the chance to breathe because really, over the next two weeks, we're not going to get much chance to breathe. I mean, there's games pretty much, and this yeah. even not including the consolation rounds, there's going to be games almost every night over the next two weeks. Right. If you have anything to do, plan it on Sundays. Yeah. That's going to be That's like true. the only time it is. Sunday evening, you got free. Otherwise, every other night of the week. Especially then then they roll into the consolation games yeah. and stuff, uh, later, the playback games everybody likes. But, uh, yeah, between now and and the beginning of March, it's uh, nonstop basketball. All right, so we'll, we're going to break down the, the, the first-round matchups, the, the brackets, how they look, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we're not going to dive in too much in Class 6A because they don't start until next Friday, February 23rd, with their four-quarter final games, only an eight-team field. Top three will qualify for the states. That's the two championship uh, uh, title game teams, along with the winner of the one consolation game between the semifinal losers. I, I guess without breaking up the matchups, we could talk about that next week. Um, the, the two big questions going into the 6A bracket, I think everybody felt Mount Lebanon had earned the number one spot. Who would be number two? Would it be Section 1 champion Central Catholic, the defending district champions, or would it be Upper St. Clair, a team that put together a pretty strong resume and at times was number one this season before losing the second of two games to uh, Mount Lebanon? They beat the Blue Devils in the first meeting. And I guess the other question was, everyone had Baldwin, North Allegheny, 4-5. Who would be home? And that's a big thing. Um yeah you know, going into that quarterfinal matchup. Yeah, I agree. If you're up for St. Clair, you're probably a little disappointed. I mean, you put together a good season. I think they probably thought they were going to be on that number two line, and 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 rightfully so. I think the committee could have done that, and and nobody would have had a, a real complaint about that. For Central Catholic's defense, they finished strong. They had Butler. They had North Allegheny last two games of the year. Won them both. Took that momentum into the playoffs. The, the only teams they lost to in the section – were Newcastle. I think it was two Newcastle losses, and it might have been one other one in there. I think there was. Uh, but they were strong. They finished strong down the stretch with that momentum going in. Uh, you know, I think it's could be either way. Uh, but I think one thing that it difference it makes though is the matchup, who you're playing. Right. right. I think that's where it kind of comes into play. Whereas the two seed Central Catholic draws Cannon McMillan. Upper St. Clair draws Butler. And I think of those two teams, nothing against Ken McMillan. Teams would rather play Ken McMillan than play Butler. So that's where that comes down. And, and I I would have to think that 
maybe the fact that you know if, if you if you flip them around, you get two section rematches in the first round. You would end up with Upper St. Clair, Cannon Mack, Central Catholic, Butler. The WL committee tries to avoid uh section rematches if they can in the first round. So I'm curious if if that might have played a little part in that too, and Central Catholic getting the two, Upper St. Clair getting the three, but no doubt Upper St. Clair, I think, gets the tougher of the matchup in the first round because that Butler team, I think they were the highest scoring team in 6A this year. Got a couple of really good scores. That's a tough matchup for, for you know, first round, quarterfinals, whatever you want to call it. Uh, definitely a tough one there. Central Catholic gets the better end of that deal. Carney and uh, Little John, <clears throat> two of the elite players in the whole classification, uh, leading the way for Butler. Again, we'll talk about those four uh, quarterfinal matchups uh, when we get together uh, next week, um, looking at uh, quarterfinals, looking ahead to quarterfinals and semifinals. Um, all right, let's go to uh, Class 5A. It's a much-anticipated tournament, as it really has been. I think that um, whether you like the expansion to six classifications or not, it, while I think everyone agrees that uh, in football and in basketball, it hasn't done the highest classification any favors, but 5A has really been a nice landing spot as far as competitiveness, not only in the playoffs in those two, in those sports, football and basketball, but also uh, in the championship games. Moon gets the number one seed. Uh, they will play the winner of the only boys playing game. Uh, Friday, Trinity plays Woodland Hills. Um, the winner travels to Moon. These are all these first-round games are all home court advantage. Um, the other matchups on the left side of the bracket, beside that one, uh, number nine, North Hills, takes on number eight, Fox Chapel. Uh, Penn Trafford, the 13th seed, uh, visiting the fourth seed, Thomas Jefferson Jaguars, the Section 1 champions, coming off a great regular season. And Peters Township, didn't hear a lot about the Indians. They still have some key players. Uh, Jack Dunbar back that uh, took the Indians all the way to the WPL title game a year ago. Uh, Peters losing to Penn Hills, but Peters runners up in section one. They're the number five seed and they will host Kiski area. These games are all on Monday, February 19th. Yeah. I think some people might argue that, that five, a might've been a little stronger than six, a this year. When you look at some of the matchups, there were a number of five, a teams, beating six, eight teams this year. And I think that they're this top of this bracket here, especially with moon. I think, I think you know, they were a clear number one coming into this bracket, but I think this is deep. I think there's a lot of teams. It was interesting talking to Brian Geyer, who's the chairman of the basketball committee. He mentioned this five, a bracket in that he said this year for him, you know, let me back up a lot of years, the top couple seeds are the tough decisions. One or two, two, three, four, he thought this year that the committee spent a lot of time on seeds like five through 12, because there were a lot of really good teams, especially in that five, six, seven, eight range to try to sort out who should be where. And I think that uh, in this five, a bracket, you see that the top four, I think kind of define themselves, but I think, uh, uh, you know, when you see some of those middle ones, like you mentioned, a, a Fox Apple, North Hills, eight, nine, those are good teams. I mean, those are good teams that were, you know, Fox Apple came down in the last game, I think, to try to share a section title. So you've got, I think, real good depth in this 5A bracket. 
Yeah, everybody uh, looks at the 8-9 matchup, and that's a good one between the uh, Indians and Foxes who met for 6A gold uh, a couple of years ago. The Foxes yeah, that's right. surprising uh, the North Hills Indians in that uh, particular championship game. Looking at the yeah. bottom half of the bracket in 5A, uh, Franklin Regional, they've kind of quietly have had a tremendous season. Uh, they get the number two seed. Part of that is because they defeated Shaler in a non-section game earlier this year. And Shaler, also fantastic season. Uh, they get the number three seed. Um, the 7-10 matchup really jumps out at you. Uh, defending champion Penn Hills uh, heading that far, far, long-distant road trip to Monroeville, uh, where they will take on Gateway, a great 7-10 uh, matchup. You take a look, I mentioned Franklin Regional and Shaler. They will be hosting a couple of Section 4 teams, uh, Franklin Regional hosting Mars, Shaler hosting Chartiers Valley. Logic has it when you're talking 314, 215, likely blowouts in favor of the home teams. But the Fighting Planets and the Colts are well-tested. They also have very good ball players uh, that could be dangerous and could be a handful for both the Panthers and yeah. Titans, and then a great uh, 6-11 matchup between Bethel Park and South Fayette, a team that is definitely worth calling a dark horse. Right. I think and that's I think that proves the point of how deep this bracket is. When you got a team like Amars who has a you know they've won titles, they've got a great program there. To see them on a 15 seed and yeah. a and Valley who has talent at a 14, that tells you how many good teams I think there are. And and Vince Sortino, uh, the administrator for the WPL, I was talking to him about it, and he said that he thought that that depth we might see a, a really competitive tournament this year. You know, because of that, it won't necessarily just go chalk. It won't just be higher seeds. That because of that depth, we could see some some upsets in this bracket. Uh, I think two teams to watch on this side. Kind of interesting to watch their season was number six South Vet, number seven Gateway. Kind of mirror images yeah. in, these, in a way where Gateway came on real strong early in the year. They were in our rankings. They were winning. They beat Franklin Regional and then kind of faded a little down the stretch. They, they struggled into the playoffs, get the number seven seed, as opposed to South Fayette, who really put together some good wins down the stretch and seemed like they really built up. And, and there's no doubt when the committee looked at those two, they weigh who's playing the best right now. That's what they do. And that's how South Fayette gets the sixth seed over the number seven gateway. Top seven teams, that would be all the quarterfinal teams except one, will qualify for the PIAA playoffs. Again, this tournament begins on Friday, one play-in game, the old pigtail game. Woodland Hills at Trinity, the winner is the 16th seed, visits Moon. All the games in the first round in 5A are Monday, February 19th. I'm interested to see if Moon can put a little run together. Remember, they, they lost in the first round a year ago. They've got a whole senior class back. Number one seed, a lot of pressure on them. Definitely, I think, the most talented team in 5A. Uh, but uh, I just want to mention that. Moon, I think, is is an interesting spot. Second-year coach, everything kind of coming together. Let's see if they can kind of put a run together. All right, let's let's uh, let's shoot down to Class uh, 4A now. Um, no doubt who is going to be number one here. Uh, Lincoln Park gets the nod. Uh, two strong teams, and I don't, I don't know that there was a lot of debate on two and three either, but they're both – very good teams, section winners, Hampton, number two, Montour, three, and Uniontown, 
which had uh, been number two for most of the season behind Lincoln Park, yeah. <clears throat> is the fourth seed. Let's start on the left side of the bracket. Chris uh, Lackner, our producer, if he can throw those up there. You'll see these games are on Friday, coming up at 7 o'clock. Freeport at Lincoln Park. Enjoy the trip to Midland, you Yellow Jackets. Uh, the 9-8 game, Beaver, they have finished strong, too. They're uh, our HSSN Boys Basketball Team of the Week for the final week of the regular season. Uh, the Bobcats traveled to Knock to take on the Knights. Uh, Quaker Valley, another team with pedigree. Uh, Mike Mastriani's squad, long trip to Fayette County to take on Uniontown. And North Catholic, uh, the Trojans' home uh, as the fifth seed, they will be hosting Elizabeth Forward. Yeah, I think, you know, there was if there was a heavy favorite, the heaviest favorite, I think, in the playoffs this year has to be Lincoln Park. You know, I mean, they're the defending WPL champion, defending state champion. They've got arguably the two best players in the WPIO and, and Brandon Cummings and, and Malik Thomas. No surprise to see them at number one. The question will be, can somebody trip them up along the way? I think that's the question. I think the, the, it's interesting with Uniontown on that side of the bracket because they were a team that were young a year ago, and and everyone was kind of expecting a lot from them this year. And and I think they're they're a talented team. North Catholic's an interesting one out there on that side of the bracket too because if anyone plays Lincoln Park tough, it's it's North Catholic. I mean they're in the same section with them. They know them well. They always come up with with some plan to to come at them. You know maybe a little differently every game. So. If, if that was the team waiting in the semifinals or or, uh, or a young union town, be interesting to see. But but uh, no doubt, Lincoln Park coming into this playoffs, uh, nobody is a bigger favorite to win a title this year than Lincoln Park. Yeah, and, and if Uniontown and North Catholic could take care of business, um, that's a tremendous quarterfinal oh, matchup. Absolutely. Next, absolutely. Uh, next Wednesday. All right, uh, back up the brackets again. Let's go to the right side or the bottom half of the bracket, if you will, in Class 4A. Um, that's where we see Hampton at the two. They will be hosting Central Valley. Uh, South Allegheny against Bell Vernon. Great matchup uh, in the Mon Valley on Friday. Uh, South Moreland uh, at Montour and Highlands visiting Avonworth. I believe that'll be the game that you'll be checking out on Friday. Chris, the uh, we talked when you were doing your uh, outstanding uh, preview of uh, the boys' basketball playoffs uh, on our website, and I said, you know, watch South Allegheny. That's another team that uh, sort of wears the dark horse mantle proud, but they're going to have their hands full on, on Friday against a, a very good Bell Vernon team. Yeah, and I think they were a third-place team, right, South Allegheny? Yes, they were. And the committee showed them a lot of respect there, giving them a home game over, I believe, a second place Bell Vernon, I think. And Bell Vernon was second behind Uniontown and right. South Allegheny third behind Montour and Avonworth. Right. But South Allegheny, like you said, they had a really strong schedule. If you looked at who they played down the stretch, uh, they had some big wins. Uh, they had, they, they, including, I think it was Central Catholic. They beat Central Catholic. So playing up in class, playing big schools, and then beating some teams. Uh, I think they're a team to watch. I mean, there's no doubt you get them in the playoffs here in this kind of some single elimination tournament. Uh, I think they can cause some trouble. Hampton will be interesting. Yeah, I mean, a year ago they came into the playoffs again with a high seed, but no Peter Kramer. He was out because of transfer. Right. right. This year they've got their star, the Lehigh commit, 
So I think that's a, a, a much different team this year for Joe Lafko, hoping to get to the finals with that group. And, and Montour is an interesting one, too, uh, with Bill Maneer's coach there. They got some experience in Jake Wolf, a, a guard who's a good scorer. They got some size in Amasau in the middle, a, a 6'9", 6'10", center. They're a matchup problem for some people. So I think this right side of the bracket in, in Avonworth, uh, I can't uh, leave them out. They've, they've played well. They've shown they can have some big wins this year. Uh, I think when you get those top four seeds, assuming there are no upsets, those top four seeds, that's going to be a battle on that side of the bracket. Yeah, those eight teams there on the right, um, yeah. they are thrilled that they are not on the same side of the bracket <laughs> of, as Lincoln Park. Yeah. Uh, that was the battle in 4A is that, uh, you know, let's get on the other side of the Leopards. All right. Uh, seven teams from Class 4A will participate in the PIAA State Playoffs. Same situation. The the eight teams that, uh, or the four teams that lose in the quarterfinals, well, the eight teams that make the quarterfinals that aren't going on, the, all but one of them will make it to the State Playoffs Friday night. Uh, for the first round of 4A boys with the quarterfinals then on Wednesday, February 21st. All right, to Class 3A, it's uh, the class that uh, we talked about over the weekend when we were doing our predictions, uh, probably from top to bottom the most difficult. Not really a clear-cut number one with Deer Lakes losing late in the regular season, but as you see, as we take a look at the 3A brackets, at the top of the corner on the left-hand side is the 2023 WPIAL champion Deer Lakes Lancers. The uh, Lancers on Monday night at 7 o'clock will be hosting the Storrocks Vikings. Um, the other three matchups on the left side of the 3A bracket, Elwood City will be making the long journey south to take on Washington. Mount Pleasant is at Neshanik, uh on Monday night. And Derry taking on Our Lady of the Sacred Heart. They had that long championship run end last year. They still made it to the finals, but the Chargers lost to Deer Lakes. Let's see the left side of the 3A bracket. There you go. What jumps out on that, uh, on that side of the bracket, Christopher? Like you said, when we tried to do the little bit of bracketology last week, I think you could have come up with a, a dozen different arrangements for the way these top teams could have been seeded. Uh, there were some late losses. You know, Deer Lakes had a late loss. Mohawk we'll get to on the other side of late loss. But Nishanik had a, a big win late in the season. So it's interesting to see that I, I don't know if there is a clear-cut favorite, like you said, coming out of this side of the bracket. Elwood City was the team I listed as as a team don't overlook. I agree. I agree. On the road. You know, they, they won a title a few years ago. They've got a, a multi-talented kid there and, and Joseph Roth, uh, you know, double digit, I think like 25, 26 point score. Also a really good swimmer for them. So I think that's one of those teams. They were third place behind Mohawk and Nishanik in that section. But but don't overlook them. I, I think that's, uh, to me, that's the, the, the one there. And beyond that, I, I think that the, the uh, O's team down there, that's a team that, they know how to win in the playoffs. Yeah, I wouldn't want to run into here in February and March. They, you looked at their schedule. They struggled a little bit early. Had some some losses that surprised you early in the season, but 
down the stretch, you know, I think they got the late win over Seton to win that, you know, the share of the section title, but they won the rematch in that. So that's a team that could be peaking. I mean, heading into the playoffs here, that could be a team you wouldn't want to see right now. They could be looking at a Nishanik matchup in the quarterfinals. Looking at the, uh, and by the way, hashtag Joe Pro for Joseph Roth. Um, right side of the bracket in Class 3A, uh, the team that you mentioned, the Mohawk Warriors, an outstanding season, Section 1 champs. They did lose to Nishanik late in the regular season. Um, that's followed by a great 7-10 matchup. The Yawk Cougars made some noise a year ago. Um, co-champions with Washington this year. Um, can they get it done uh, with a couple of key seniors? They will be hosting South Park. Shady Side Academy taking on Beaver Falls. That game, since we announced the brackets on Monday, has been now changed to Monday, 6 o'clock at Shaler High School. Really, really tough for the Shaler Titans now because they won't get their shoot around. But uh, nonetheless, Beaver Falls, Shady Side Academy at 6 o'clock. And then uh, Burl Seton LaSalle, that game at Thomas Jefferson at 6 o'clock. Bucks started out great this season, sort of yeah. faded into uh, second place uh, behind Deer Lakes in section, uh, or third place behind Deer Lakes and Shady Side Academy in section three. But um, it'll be interesting to see how Seton LaSalle bounces back. Another team with a late loss. Uh, having lost to Our Lady of the Sacred Heart. Yep. I, I'm curious to see this Mohawk team is whether they're this year's version of last year's Deer Lakes, maybe. You know, it's a it's a school that hasn't won a double belt title since 1970. That's their only one for the Warriors. And, and they've got a team together. It seems like, you know, it's that, that you know, once in a generation, whatever it is, kind of team coming together this year and winning some games. Could they put together a run the way Deer Lakes did a year ago? I think that's uh, – with people in Lawrence County are curious to see another team on that side, I think is, is Yach who, who can't be happy with their number seven seat. I would think that would be the one when they look at this, that they thought they were going to be way higher than that. They shared the section title with Washington. They've got the double pills top score and, and Tariq Crosby who's averaging around 25 or 26 a game. I think they probably thought, you know, Hey, we could be a top four seed and to end up with a seven, it shows you how uh, how easy the, the parts were to move around, I think, in this bracket when the committee tried to put it together. They end up with the, the co-section champs, Olsen and Seton LaSalle at five and six, and then the other section champs, uh, Yawk and Washington, seven and eight. And I talked to the committee about how do you how do you come to this decision? When you looked at this and you had all these teams, how'd they decide to put a, a second place, shady side third, a second place in Shannon fourth, and then the co-champs down and and Brian Geyer, the committee chair, said that it was really based a lot on strength of section, that they thought that Deer Lakes section was was the strongest. Deer Lakes was the defending champ. They thought they had probably the strongest section and and that the Mohawk Nishanik section was right there with it. And then the other two, you know, the old uh, seat was next and the Yacht Washington was was fourth in the pecking order there of of uh, section strength. So I think uh, that's that's kind of how it ended up there. But I, I would think Yacht definitely would, would disagree with that opinion. And, uh, and you know, that's a that's a tough seven seed for whoever has to face them. They not only have uh, Crosby, the, the Yacht Cougars, they also have Austin Matthews, not yes. only good on the Toronto Maple Leaf power play, but he's good on the blocks. 
for the uh, for the Yacht Cougars. We'll see. Um, they're going to have their hands full in that quadrant, starting with South Park, possibly meeting up with Mohawk in the quarterfinals. Same as 5A and 4A. The top seven teams out of Class 3A will qualify for the PIAA uh, playoffs. Again, all these first-round games in Class 3A are coming up on Monday, February 19th. All right, let's move to Class 2A now, where the top seed, not a big surprise, the Aliquip Equips. They were the they are the defending champions in the district. Um, they are uh, there with uh, some other interesting teams, some other teams that um, did well this year, but mm, it's going to be tough for any of them to knock off uh, the Quips, starting with Nazareth Prep the uh, 16th seed, um, the Saints and the Quips. These first-round games are on Tuesday, February 20th. Um, the 8-9 game pits Sarah Catholic, a uh, team that finished third in Section 3, taking on Chartier's Houston, a team that finished tied for second in Section 4. Fort Cherry, the Section 4 champions, get the fourth seed. Uh, they will take on Winchester Thurston in Round 1. And Bishop Canavan, what a strange year it's been for the Crusaders. They were perfect in Section 2, going 8-0. They draw the 5 seed, and they will take on a Burgettstown team that finished tied with Chartier's Houston three game, or two games behind Fort Cherry in Section 4. Yeah, Aliquip is a fun story just because you know, this is the same group of kids pretty much that went and won a football title in the, yeah. in the fall. Won Doug Bell, won the state. Then they just transitioned over to basketball. That's a tradition in Aliquippa. It really is. I mean, for years and years, look at guys like Jarrell Rivas did it. You know, they'd go play football. Football's over, right to basketball, and then win in basketball too. So I think it's fun to see this group this year, to see what they can do. Uh, Coach Nick Lakovich's team, uh, you know, some of the guys from that football team, like uh, Cam Lindsay, the pit linebacker, uh, the future pit linebacker, Quentin Good, the quarterback. You get on that list of, of football players, they're making an impact here in the winter at basketball, too. Uh, last year, they won the Pill title, came up short in states. And they were willing to talk about it coming into the year that, you know, anything less than a double Pill title and, and a state title in basketball, they might be disappointed with. That was what they wanted. That was how high their goals were. And look at the schedule they played. They played lots of 6A schools. I think they, they uh, played Central Catholic and beat them. They played Upper St. Clair at the end of the year. They tried to get battle-tested for a playoff run, and, uh, and you've got a group of kids there that know how to win in the postseason. They showed it during football season. So it'll be fun to see what they can do if they can pull off the uh, the two titles in WFL again this year. Bottom of the bracket on the right-hand side, Greensburg Central Catholic dominant, uh, winning 20 of 22 games this year. And I don't think they lost to a um, – a WPIAL opponent uh, all year long. Well, they, I'm, I'm wrong. They lost to Franklin Regional and Penn Hills. How about a WPIL 2A opponent they haven't lost to all year? Uh, plus, those are two pretty good 5A schools in Franklin Regional and Penn Hills. Greensburg Central Catholic, the number two seed. Um, on Tuesday night, they will host Frazier. The Commodores getting in based on a winning you're in victory over Beth Center on the last night of the regular season. Shenango. Uh, good scorer, the McQuiston kid, uh, son of the coach. Um, 
has them as the number seven seed. They will be hosting Eden Christian Academy in round one. Northgate, a finalist a year ago, lost to Aliquippa in the championship. Lost to Aliquippa twice this year. Finished second behind the Quips in section one. Uh, the Flames will be hosting the Clareton Bears and the Jeanette Jayhawks uh, as a sixth seed will host Sewickley Academy. Strange to talk about the Panthers and not talk about the late great Wynn Palmer. Yes. Uh, Greensburg Central Catholic. I was a little surprised when I was looking through the the uh, list of champions that they've never won a basketball title. They've had good teams over the years. They've been competitive. I was a little surprised by that. A year ago, they lost Aliquippa in the semifinals. This year, that could be a championship matchup. I mean, I think the way they've been playing, uh, they've got a couple of really good scores. Tyree Turner, 21 points for uh, for Greensburg Central. Uh, I, I think they, they, you know, if, if, if it wasn't for Aliquippa, they'd be probably the favorite coming into this. You look at them and what they've been doing. I think uh, uh, good high-scoring team, and you mentioned Northgate over there too. See if anyone can uh, get in the way of those. But the, the two two real good high-scoring teams over there. I like both of them. Yeah, we talked about, even with, with Lincoln Park as a prohibitive favorite in 4A, we've talked a lot of depth, right? 5A, great depth. 3A, great depth. Not here in 2A. No, no. I'd be stunned. I'm going to give Northgate some love, but when you look for a dark horse, and a dark horse, I'm talking about five, six, seven, eight seed, you know, not a four seed or a three seed. Um, Outside of Aliquippa, Greensburg, Central Catholic, and Northgate, I'd be surprised if someone else is raising gold when all is said and done. Right. That's, that's, you're, you've nailed it perfectly on this one. That's right. I mean, it, it probably has the, right. If there's going to be an upset here, it's going to be a surprise. I a think. major upset, yeah. A big upset if we see that. The one team I did mention to, to look out for is a Sarah Catholic team. They played uh, tough throughout the year. They came within two points of beating Greensburg Central. So if you're looking for a sleeper in this uh, bracket, be a Sarah Catholic team that if they could get by Shar Houston, the Aliquippa would have to probably deal with in the second round. Seven teams make it to the state playoffs in Class 2A. Again, all those first-round games are Tuesday. Wrapping up the first round, Tuesday, February 20th. Finally, Class A, the second smallest bracket on the boys' side of the basketball playoffs. Uh, 14 teams was going to be 12, but, you know, it became a block party in Section 3 where all six teams uh, qualified. Um, left side of the bracket, I, I mean, I'm on Christian. I think we're talking Class A like we're talking 4A. There is a heavy prohibitive favorite and it's the Imani Christian Academy Saints, the defending champs. They get a first-round bye. They'll play the winner of the 8-9 game, Avella at West Green. Summit Academy visits Manesson. Hillel Academy takes on Union. That's the playoff opener now on Thursday at 7 o'clock, not Friday at 7 o'clock. Yeah, Imani Christian, it's an interesting story because – a year ago, I mean, you go back to, to a year ago, this is a much different team. I mean, since they won WPL and state titles a year ago, two of their top players transferred out. Uh, the, uh, the coach changed. Kyrie Wilson took over, moved from assistant coach to head coach. And they went out and played a national schedule. If you look at what they played, I think they might have played more teams from out of Pennsylvania than they did in Pennsylvania. They were in Georgia. They were in Ohio. They're all over the place. But they're still very, very good. All those changes, and that's the thing that's still the same. They're very, very good. And 
And them and Neighborhood Academy, the number two seed, they're in the same section. And to show how good Imani was, I think they beat them by close to 20 both times they played this year. And Neighborhood Academy was good enough that they got the number two seed. So, like you said, I think right now people are penciling in those two teams into the finals, Imani, Neighborhood Academy, because Neighborhood has a, a win over Rochester uh, on the other side of the bracket. But uh, but for Imani, I think uh, you look at them, it, it'll be fun to see down on the bottom half of there with the Manessin-Union matchup. Because those are two teams that, you know, Union, they've been in the finals. They're trying to get there, I think, three times in a row now. Manessin's a team that, that in their section, I think people discredit it a little bit. You know, they're looking at that section, wondering how strong it is and wondering how good that team is. But they're a team that's been in the finals. They've won before. Uh, we'll see if that team uh, can put something together here and, and get out to the semifinals and, and maybe surprise some people in the single-A bracket. Now you always look for a star player. Manesson has one. Lorenzo Gardner is outstanding, uh, wrapping up his high school career. Uh, what are you, we, 64 the other day? 64? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, you, you see there on the bottom left, Union Hillel Academy. That game is actually tomorrow, Thursday, and not Friday as listed there. The bottom of the bracket, uh, Chris already mentioned, Neighborhood Academy, a bye uh, as the second seed. Aquinas Academy takes on California. That game at Peters Township High School, Friday night at 8 o'clock. Friday at 7, Rochester. Xavier Rigby, one of the more underrated players in the WPIL, he's had a fantastic season leading Rochester to the Section 1 uh, championship. Rams will host the St. Joe's Spartans, and the Carlinton Cougars are home to Jefferson Morgan. These games, again, all Friday night. Yeah, there's some really good scores, good scores in single A. Vinny Cagini from Aquinas Academy, the all-time leading scorer, he graduated, but there are a lot of guys following in his footsteps this year, putting up big numbers in single A. Got to mention Courtney Wallace at uh, Neighborhood Academy, 20 or 21-point score. Uh, Aquinas Academy doesn't have Cugini anymore, but has a couple guys I think who are scoring in the teens, 15, 18 for them this year. Uh, they might be a, a sleeper to watch, even though they've already played neighborhood a couple times. Neighborhood knows what they're getting, but uh, I think uh, uh, the, the 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 surprise will be as if one or two yeah. don't get to the finals. That'll be the surprise. I, I hold out. Slight hope for, again, you mentioned uh, Neighborhood Academy already beat Rochester. If those two teams yeah. meet again, um, and we could see the much-anticipated rematch between Imani and Union in the <laughs> semifinals as well. But uh, Union has to get past both Hello Academy and possibly Monessen. Well, if, you go, if you go back go back before last year, and Union had beat them, Imani, a couple times. So, I mean, it's not like that series has been one-sided. Last right. year but Union's beaten them a couple of times. So it would be uh, uh, interesting to see if they meet up in the semifinals. But, yeah, you mentioned Rochester. Good team. You just question their path when they – I think it was a 30-point loss they had in Neighborhood Academy earlier in the year. They've got to figure out something different if they happen to run into them again. Right. All right. Uh, so all these games are Friday night in Class A. Top five teams uh, will advance to the PIAA state playoffs out of district seven and uh that is it again first round action especially in class a thursday friday saturday monday tuesday 
And then we'll get into quarterfinal action uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's just ongoing. Every night uh, there will be WPIO basketball games with the exception of Sunday. Chris, you'll join us again uh, midweek next week uh, as we put look back in round one and look ahead to round two. That sounds good. Let's make this a weekly thing. There you go. Why not? The great Chris Harlan. We appreciate him. Thanks to Chris Lackner as well. I'm Don Rebel. We thank you for joining us. We also have a WPL girls basketball podcast preview, playoff preview podcast. Uh, check that out as well. Uh, the WPL playoffs are coming home to the Trib Live High School Sports Network.